Feeling like life is overwhelming? Are you ready to break free and learn what it feels like to be unstoppable? Then you're in the right spot. Welcome to We Are Not Lost, the podcast focused on helping women find their true selves, learn to live more authentically, and stop feeling burned out. Here's your host, Satvinder Kaur. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the We Are Not Lost podcast with your host, Sat. And today I have a very amazing guest with me. Her name is Shauna Black. Uh, welcome, Shauna. Hello. And Shauna helps guide and inspire leaders around the world. She's a former Fortune 500 executive and helps leaders inspire their people. I'm so excited to have you here. And my today's episode is The Purpose and Passion Discovery. Welcome, Shauna, again. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here today. Thank you, Seth. Uh, I want to start our conversation with this, um, the quote I was reading this morning, actually, by Oprah Winfrey, follow your passion, it will lead to your purpose. And I was kind of thinking about it. I know the even the passion I know is we all understand it, what the passion is, but like the purpose sometimes it sounds pretty like complicated. Like we think, okay, what is our purpose? It's not easy. I thought I knew my passion and I thought I was falling for last 20 years until I really hit the threshold one day. I'm like, despite working so hard, and after even I'm doing a lot of learning, learning complex things, how come I'm not feeling at ease? And I kind of feel felt kind of frustrated mm-hmm. and did not figure out, but then I realized, actually, I was missing the most fundamental aspect of my thing is like self-awareness. I, as soon as I realized that, and I really, that's how my self-awareness journey kind of started, I started learning more about myself. And it's so amazing, like more I learned about myself and I, as soon as I started aligning day-to-day tasks with what my strengths were, and it completely changed the perspective. And now I'm like, I just really feel ease with, even though in my career, in my spiritual journey, in, my, in all areas of life. So I realized like this is purpose and mission is a very crucial aspect of the self-awareness. And I was reading the other about your course the other day on LinkedIn. You wrote it like technology can be lonely for women. Right. And I was really inspired by you're doing a lot of contribution to the woman in tech. Mm-hmm. And tell me about like about this quote. You wrote it like when how have you ever felt lonely in that tech industry and how was your journey started? Yeah, I think that honestly, I think many women feel lonely in technology, and and I would include many people of color. I think any time you're one of the onlys, it can be very lonely. And my journey started a little differently. And I would say, you know, commenting on the, the story you're telling, 
I would say to you that maybe your purpose has evolved, that maybe when you were younger, you were living into your purpose and technology was more exciting. But I think, I don't think purpose is static. I think purpose evolves over a lifetime. It certainly has for me. So I actually was a high school teacher first. I taught mathematics and English literature, which is a little odd for a high school teacher, but I loved it and I did it for five years. And but then I evolved. I realized that I, I really wanted to use my background in, in mathematics and science to enter technology. I was sort of in that generation where the women's lib movement sort of happened in the middle of college for me. And so when I went back to school to get a mechanical engineering degree at 28. And during that time, uh, my husband at, at that time and I decided to have kids, too, because we thought, well, I have more flexibility. It's a good combination. <laughs> so I started at 28 and graduated at 30 with a BS in mechanical engineering and a, a two-and-a-half-year-old daughter and a six-month-old son. So wow. I started at Texas Instruments as a freshman engineer at 30. So I was I was an oddity in many ways. I, I was the second woman added to the team that I joined in Texas Instruments, and we happened to be on the construction side building out big manufacturing wow. plants for TI. And, uh, and I was on the record as the first nursing engineer in that wow. in Texas Instruments that I knew of at that time. So that was an oddity. <laughs> and uh, and I had, you know, two little kids at home. And uh, and technology still to this day in many ways, and I'm going to use masculine and feminine just not as gender but as energy, energy. words, right? And technology is still very much a, a masculine energy, masculine style industry, in my opinion. And it's just because women still only make up about 20% of the technologists that work in technology today. And if you look at women and lead, women leaders in technology, you're talking about less than 10. Because I was, because I had already worked for a long time, because I had had leadership roles in my life, when I am because I also had, I think, an English background, and I'm a woman, when I started at 30, um, I not only was a mechanical engineer who had all the IQ, but I was a mechanical engineer who could read, write, and communicate and build relationships. Wow, because what's a I great had, combination. Yes, I had the emotional <laughs> intelligence. And I think that happens to a lot of women who enter technology. Yes. Is that, you know, because we're women, we're expected from a very young age to have the emotional intelligence yes. as well. We're expected to Naturally, develop it. Naturally, we are good in that. Yes. Well, and we're expected to develop, develop. it. And emotional intelligence can be developed. Yes. And so I arrived at 30, more, you know, the same age basically as my bosses. And so I got, pro I got promoted pretty quickly to project management jobs and project leadership jobs. And, uh, and, and so that was exciting. I had, I had leadership roles, but my style was very different. 
the style was still at that time very much command and control top down. And that just wasn't a style that worked for me. You know, I had to come out of education. I had come out of, you know, female systems. And I loved working in teams. And I loved collaborating. And I loved people being involved in the decision making. And I loved group decisions. And I was old enough that I realized that I had to do it my way. You know, I had at that time a husband who would have been totally happy for me to stay at home with our kids. And I knew I was a better working mom than a stay at home mom. So every day I would go to work and leave, you know, three people and then four people because I had a, another son behind and happy to see me leave the house. And so I went to work with the attitude, well, if I'm going to be here, I'm going to do it my way. And so my style was very different from what people saw. It was very collaborative. It was a style of serving rather than directing. Uh, it was very inclusive. And there were frequently questions about, well, can that really work here? You know, a hard-driving, bottom-line environment, can it really work? And so I had to I had to stand up for my way, and it, I, my way was questioned. But my way also produced results and produced, you know, really great team performance. And so over time, it was accepted. But it can be really tough. That is, yeah, I want to To be the only yeah, one. Yeah, that could be the very, I mean, the good thing is, like, you were able to identify, like, Mm -hmm. you and like who you are yeah and you were ready to kind of align that with the bigger purpose but like but that's not easy no, for us as a woman to i don't think we all have some kind of the way we grew up mm -hmm. conditioned mind mm -hmm. and some fears mm -hmm. and which prevent us to mm -hmm. become who we are yep. but i think the moment you give yourself permission to be out of that conditioned mind and really accept yourself and have courage. Right. I think that's the moment you get that magic where you feel ease. Right. And you feel so like power. And yes. it's the same, like I have noticed in my previous 10-year career, 15-year, where I felt like I was just chasing the milestones. Mm -hmm. I went after one after another. As soon as I achieved the milestone, my next question was, what is next? Right. And that really drove me crazy until I realized I already know who I am. I need to accept myself. I really need to aligning my, you know, my task and my purpose with that. And it's the same industries, technology. And I started as a, QA in testing area and performance engineer and then uh, software development part. But actually, I realized, like, those strengths I didn't have it naturally. So I was doing it. Mm -hmm. I made myself to do it. But until I shifted my role a little bit more around people, putting people together in right. project management, I, like, I didn't feel like I was working. Right. So that's the kind of point you made it. The day you make decision, you know who yourself, mm -hmm. maybe is maybe must be tough for people to accept it, 
but it produced the results because everything aligned. So I think that's the kind of key mm-hmm. thing. What you want to say, like, even in today's world, right, like, we are all women in a career, like, how they should, like, kind of pause and pay attention who they are. Like, what's, what do you think the challenges are? Why we are not uh, most of the women, even, like, I just really, I'm still on the journey. Mm-hmm. I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. But why we sometimes take so long? Well, you know, I, I look back on my life, and, and as odd as it was that I started engineering at 30, I look back on my life and realize that it was a huge blessing to me. I actually uh, made VP at TI in 10 years. And I looked back down at my life, and I realized that the blessing was that I started at 30. If I had gone into that technology system at 22, I did not have the self-esteem, the self-awareness, the experience to be different, to have the courage to say, okay, if I'm going to be here and be a working mom, I better do it my My way, way. right? Because I've got four people at home that aren't all that happy right now about me leaving every morning. And I think it was because I was 30 that I had enough background and enough work experience and enough, as you said, self-awareness. I knew what drove me. And I was raised by parents who taught me that leadership is about serving others. It's about using your power for and with others. It is not about power over people. My parents had been servant leaders their whole lives, but besides, you know, their focus on our family and their own careers, they volunteered in hospitals, they volunteered at church. We were raised to, my, my grandparents were immigrants, and in one generation, both my parents had had college degrees. So in one generation, their life had changed so much, right? And so they were very aware of how blessed they were coming as immigrants and then becoming college educated and then being able to raise a family like their children who they expected all of us to go to college, right? And so they always raise us saying, we are blessed, and because we are blessed, we have responsibility to share our blessing with others and serve others. And I think leadership as service is very aligned with women because so much of our life, we grow up serving others, right? And so... To walk into a culture where it was more power is, leadership is power of others, it's command and control, it's directive, you do what I say I, to do, it, it didn't fill me. And I knew that if I was going to be away at work every day, I better love it. And so I think that that was the beginning of me understanding my purpose in that environment. I I went into technology because I wanted to be more in a technical field, but I knew from the very beginning I was not going to go up the technical ladder. I knew I wanted to be a leader in technology. So even when I went back to college, I knew I wanted to be the professional business side of technology. And I knew that I wanted to work in teams, and I loved 
you know, working together to create really extraordinary outcomes. And so that, that purpose led me down that path. And I knew in my heart that I had to do it my way. Where do you find the courage from it? I think you find the courage first from the inside out. You know how that you know when you're in alignment with your purpose, life is fun. <laughs> when you're not yes. in alignment with your purpose, it's not it fun. shows up, right? It's hard work. Yeah. So I think that's the first thing is that I had fun with my team. I enjoyed working with them. I never saw them myself as like top of a hierarchy. I saw, I, I, you know, I grew up in sports teams. I grew up in, in school teams where we all collaborated and worked together for a common goal. That just felt more natural for me. And I believed that we would deliver better outcomes. And by the way, we did. No, great. No, thank you for sharing. And yes, I'm so much uh, like agree with it. If we every day we wake up and if we are not feeling excited about doing a work, even these days after pandemic, things change, even mm-hmm. we don't have to commute. But mm-hmm. still, if we don't feel excited about right. day-to-day work, I would say instead of keep going, just give a pause to yourself mm-hmm. and as ask the right question. Right. Like, why I'm not feeling the way? Because you will get all the answers within you. You already have within you. We right. just need to. That's why I, I, I like my podcast name. Mm-hmm. We are not lost. But yes, <laughs> we just need to reconnect. Yes. And all the answers we have. And earlier, as you were mentioning about, like, how you grew up in the family, they kind of helped that led you to like going to the technology Mm -hmm. and all Mm -hmm. that. Sometimes I feel like this purpose and passion thing also depend on the environment Mm -hmm. you grew up. Yes, absolutely. Like I'm also immigrant. I mean, I'm also like we're four sister, one brother. And I always been told like, never let anyone tell you like you are a girl and you cannot do. And even my grandpa, I still remember that. Uh, like, I think I was like maybe six or seven year old. I still remember that part. And I think that's how I always were so outgoing and extrovert and always want to do. And when I moved to uh, U.S., so I think that's kind of uh, because I grew up in that, like always want to do something more even, but I didn't have a guidance. Right. And I missed that part, like self-awareness part. And I just started following and I switched actually nine career. Nine to ten career. And because, again, I was missing the fundamental part, but I was chasing, okay, I think this is better. This is better. And until I kind of hit that threshold, and my one of my job was also, like, distributing the mail for a uh, post office. And there was, like, temporary job. And since uh, I think it just came up in this conversation, I think it's kind of funny to share. But... I've been given that van, uh, not the postal van, but I was using my own Grand Caravan, uh, Dodge Caravan. I was I used to put the chopping board in between the seats, and somehow I managed to do my belt. <laughs> and I was distributing the mail with the right hand and driving with the one hand. Even though I mean it's not the same, but I manage it because all in my mind, this is a little bit better career than the previous one 
I can make a little better living. So that's the objective was driving me until I kind of, the next month I saw my arm was bruised. <laughs> and, you know, after that, it took another two or three career change. Then I realized I need to stop. And I really, something is not right. But once I got into technology, it changed. That I kind of fell in love in it. Like I started, but then it took me time to align again my role. Right. So so that's how I'm saying like the way sometimes that missing piece is a very crucial. Like, so I think, I think that's where you were going. Like we really need to see, ask this question. If we are happy, we enjoying, are we having ease? So those are clues, right? They are clues. They are clues. I I really believe, you know, if you think about, talk about philosophy, I really believe that each of us are uniquely and beautifully made with, and, and there's nobody else like us, right? There's no other set in the universe, in my opinion. There's no other Shauna with our unique DNA, our unique family background, our experience, our gifts, our talents, our passions, right? We're beautifully made. And within whom we we are are the seeds of everything we need to do to find our our purpose. So I think it it does start with honoring who we are and honoring the beauty that we are and looking inward, not outward, to the answer of, why am, why am I here, right? Why am I given this collection of gifts and experiences and backgrounds and interests and strengths, yes. right? I think too often, I think people look outwards for the answers. And in my life, I've always found the, the answer on the inside. And I think that, you know, you can go back to your origin stories as a young kid. If you're, if you're looking at what are the elements that make you so uniquely different and beautiful, you can find the seeds for your purpose in your stories growing up. Exactly. Right? I mean, I know I, I can go back and remember when I was seven or eight, and we moved a lot. And um, I went to two elementaries, two middle schools, and two high schools because my dad was a geophysicist and worked for oil companies. So we just moved all the time. And I remember, you know, at seven or eight, leading our neighborhood friends in things like parades around the street or adventures across the neighborhood exploring. Or we set up the garage as a nightclub and we would get up and take turns being the cabaret singer or the audience, right? And I never thought of those things as being a leader. I just thought they were fun, innovative, creative things that I did with other people. But that was the beginning of me leading others, right? And if I look all through my background, you know, in high school, I was, uh, uh, you know, head of sports teams or, or I was class captain, right? And in middle school, I started as a softball pitcher. And just by virtue of that position, it puts you in a leadership position. And I found out that I really loved collaborating with a group of people 
and creating things, right? And that was sort of the seed of leadership. And I, I also am a leader as virtue of my birth order. I'm the oldest of five and seven years. That's I got a lot of leadership experience. Yeah, that so. is such a like a powerful thing. So yes, we have everything in, within ourselves. And I think the very one simple thing, if we all can do, just connect our dots from our childhood. Absolutely. Like when I see myself, like, it's so clear. Mm-hmm. You don't even have a doubt. Like, I see myself singing, comp- uh, participating in singing competition, in dramas, right. and doing a lot of debate competition, in college, like, organizing a lot of events. And when I see everything, it's so clear. I love to use, like, I love. I used to love music, things. And now, if I just simply, simply, I'm saying, if I involve those things in my day-to-day activities, I'm a very happy person. Absolutely. And there is, it's a very simple formula. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we're missing that part because of that conditions, uh, environment, are some like temporary situations. And we start believing that other version of ourselves. So, yes, I think just connecting to ourselves, I would say, I will just give this idea to everyone, like, if we can do this exercise, like, here and there, if we can start writing as a child, as when we were in college, and what we used to love, I think that gives a lot of clue. And those we can, I think, find, it doesn't matter which role or which industry we are, you still can find a clues like how we can align those there. Absolutely. And I, you know, I have a six year old uh, granddaughter and I just watch her, right? She's, she never works on anything that she doesn't <laughs> find fun, right? In fact, the things that her mom might want her to work on that she doesn't find fun, she resists, you know, hard. And then we go to go go to elementary school, and we're start we're told to start sitting in a chair and following the rules, rules. <laughs> and do this project and do that, and and we're given a lot of messages: don't stay in your joy, right? <laughs> but when you look at children, it, they're they're so clear about who Very they are clear. and what their purpose is, right? And I think the other clue is not only in those stories, because when I look back on my life now, I can see the breadcrumbs. I can see how they're all connected, right? But also other people also can see your gifts. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we diminish our gifts by saying, oh, it's not really a gift. Everybody can do it. That's not true. Doubt, right? It's not true. Your gifts are your gifts. It's unique. It's unique. And what's easy for you is not easy for everybody else. And it took me a long time to learn that, right? Because the things that I did very easily, I just, even later in my career, I, I assume, oh, well, you know, it's not that hard. <laughs> everybody can. No, that's, that's it, not right. For some people, that's that a clue. Is, yeah. That's a clue. If you do it easily and you enjoy it, that's a clue Special about gift, your purpose yeah. and your natural gifts. And and so I think it's really important to ask people, you know, well, what is it when you think about me is something that you just recognize how easily and well I do something, right? Because sometimes other people can see can us see better. It. So, for example, early in my career at Texas Instruments, 
I had a VP. I was a very low-level person. So this was like a person four levels below above me who started assigning me as manager of his worst groups. And so I would go into one of his really problem areas and my new team and I would spend two really hard work years turning it around and I would be ready, we would get it done and I would be ready to kick back and enjoy the rewards of my hard work. And Leon would tap me on the shoulder again and take me to another terrible place. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> What am I doing wrong and why is he punishing me? You just right? finished the project. Like I wanted you know. to sit back and enjoy it. And he took me to another terrible place, right? It was not till many years later that I realized that he recognized nice. and all the people that he had working for him that I was really good at cleaning up messes. <laughs> And, and it was later when I like took strength tests that I, I found out that I'm really good at unleashing talent in people. And I'm really good at arranging, quote unquote, chairs on the deck. So I can come into an organization and look at the organizational stru structure and figure out who we need on the bus <laughs> and what's the best arrangement of, of the organization, right? I had no clue that was a gift, but he saw that early in my life and started utilizing it for the company's benefit. So that's another example where sometimes other people who have more experience and more wisdom can call out things that you don't even realize are special. Right. And and as a result of that, I really spent the rest of my career doing those kind of things because at the end of the day, he was right. I did enjoy it. Yeah, it was a lot of hard work <laughs> at the beginning, but it was so rewarding for me. Because it was meeting your needs. Exactly. So I think it's exactly. just that's the kind of perfect formula, yeah. right? If it's meeting your needs, exactly. you're gonna feel like good about it. Yes. Yes. So and and so I think that's another way to find out, you know, where where your your purpose and passion is. And I you know, at the end of the day for me, I think purpose really answers the question, how do I want to contribute to the world? Exactly. What is it that I do to make the world a better place? And what is it I do that leaves a legacy? of improvement in the world. I think we're all looking for that. I don't yeah. think anybody wakes up in the morning and says, how can I fail? <laughs> Everyone wants to be successful. They want to be part of a successful team. They want to contribute to the success they of their team. They want to team. contribute, yes. They want to contribute to the success of their family and the success of their community. At the end of the day, that's what drives our purpose. Yeah, no, that is, that's really a, yeah. So it's awesome, like, the story you shared about like how the other people can identify and all these clues mm -hmm. we need to find. Mm -hmm. I think it goes back to the point we do have everything within us. Then how come we is taking so long for us and after 15 years and 20 years, 10 years. So that's the my, my kind of purpose is. Mm -hmm where I had to wait for many years. I want to give this message to other women who are just starting their career or already doesn't matter where they are. 
I want to make sure we all are not on the autopilot mode. Right. Where we just do the certain things in the morning, go there and come back. And we all have a purpose. That's also, I know it's very complicated to say, what is your purpose? I don't think we like that. Like, it's, a, it's hard to answer. So how you want to like, how we can break it down? Like, I have my own way to break down. I want to hear you, like, how you would, like, break down in simple if, say, okay, what what does purpose means? I know we already kind of went over with mm-hmm. it, like, mm-hmm. the getting clues. But if more specific day-to-day stuff, can we, in our daily routine, what we can do it and break it down to find more about our purpose and... So, uh, so I think that we all make it really too complicated because, first of all, I think purpose evolves over a lifetime. Yes. Right. And I, I think that that you, it's purpose is about finding meaning in what you're doing today. To me, it's that simple. Yes. And, you know, I I started out in education, which. And high school, being a high school teacher, right? And, you know, I think for for most education, educators, finding purpose is, is easy because you're serving the Already student, yes. right? And, and every year your job is to help them find their talents, find their gifts, increase their competencies, and continue on their growth path, Right. And, and, and leadership is very much service. When I came into technology, it, it was not a philosophy of serving others, yeah. right? And it was a very intellectual gathering of producing products, right? And I, I mean, we worked in an environment where we were inventing the future, which was very thrilling. We knew what was going to be in your purses or your houses or your cars in the next five years, right? But I think sometimes it was still hard for people to understand what was the meaning Meaning. of it to them personally. And over the years, as we started talking about it, we we started talking about our, our purpose isn't to create integrated circuits. Our purpose is to change the way people work, learn, play, communicate, right? And and that started giving our our teams a sense of a much larger collective purpose, right? So so I think in every moment we can find purpose in even the small things that we do. Right. My family came and stayed with me this past week. They live in North Carolina. And in the last two years, my daughter was pregnant and had a new more baby. So they hadn't traveled on a plane in two years. And and last week they all came to visit me. And I realized that my purpose for last week was just to live in the moment and love them being there. Right. Awesome. So I think that even on a daily basis, we have to set our intentions for each day. Again, in alignment with who we are as people and how we want to show up in the world and how we want to impact the people around us. Around us, us, yeah. Right. 
you yeah i mean day to day these are very small things like you know embrace yourself mm -hmm. give yourself grace mm -hmm. and sometimes we are so hard so mm -hmm. purpose is not like working hard on yourself finding a purpose it's right. not a that it's not Finding purpose is like in a given moment, right? Exactly. How to just enjoy that, like live here and now. Yes. So it's uh, a day-to-day -day journey. Day-to-day -day journey uh -huh. and setting your intentions. Yes. So. yes. And as you look back at your life, you start seeing the commonality, right? I think when you're living your purpose, two things happen. That your heart and your head gets aligned, right? You're... Your head knows why you're doing it, and your heart is finding the joy of it, right? And each day you feel fulfilled because you've made a positive difference in the world. To me, those are the ingredients of knowing I'm living my purpose. And when I'm in alignment with my heart and my head, and I know I'm making a positive difference in the world, then my passion steps in because... I feel that high emotional set point called love and joy, joy and abundance. And that is, that's the validation that I'm living my purpose because I'm in flow, I'm in heart, I'm in high emotional energy, and things feel joyful and abundant. Beautiful, I said. No, I, I really agree with it. So it's not like any kind of certification where we go no, to find a purpose no. and saying like, it's, it's that simple. Right. So that's our main message, right. like how it's just spend some time with ourself, acknowledge yourself, write down your strengths and you, you, you will get the, all the answers right there. And that is the combination is, and sometimes, uh, you know, like, as you, before you were talking about, and I think um, I remember that time when you say, like, sometimes being in a different role, like being in technology, mm -hmm. it's so hard to mm -hmm. say, okay, what I am mm -hmm. contributing to. Mm -hmm. But there is something more bigger than that. That's right. So, so like, for in teaching, in a healthcare professional, it's so easy to say they're making some mm -hmm. difference. And, but in some jobs, right, then it's... We say, okay, uh, we are just doing those certain things. How is feeling? But again, how you aligning? How right. you you still like you are still like contributing to a something there? Yes. So we all have unique gift strengths. Naturally, we are capable of that, but we just need to spend some time with ourselves and find our passion and. Tell me about your day-to-day, -day, uh, any routine, something could help us or anything what you like for the daily inconsistent basis where like I write the gratitude, mm -hmm. I write three things, what I'm grateful for that. Right. It always put me back in the sense, so like I'm grateful for certain things and right. it, it like put me in back in the feeling like, you know, I'm feeling good about everything. Mm -hmm. So tell me about your Well, before I start telling about my discipline, I want to be a, I, I want to be sensitive to the fact that, you know, I'm the, in that place in my life where I don't have children at home and I'm not juggling, you know, Things family and yes. husband and children. <laughs> and and I want to say this because my daughter is 39 with two kids 
a full-time, very demanding job in both residential and commercial real estate. And her husband works offshore, so she's single woman, you know, single mother many times, many days of, of the month. And uh, I was just talking to her today, trying to say, okay, you know, take some moment out. She was melting down, and I was like, take a minute out, you know, take a breath, settle down. And she's saying, Mom... I have no daycare. That's impossible, right? So so my daily routine now is that when I wake up, I start with meditation. I, uh, my meditation teacher has, always says, you know, the first thing that you do is start in the morning. And part of my discipline is I also journal about my wins the previous day and my observations of what had happened the previous day. And I find that those practices really give me ahas about learning opportunities or awareness. And in the evening, I end the day uh, with, with journaling again and doing gratitude. When I was my daughter's age, and I was a, yo- I was a young single working mom pretty early when my kids were... Uh, uh, young because I, I got divorced fairly early. One of the things that I did very traditionally is I would go work out at 6 a.m. in the morning, right? Now, granted, I had somebody to help me with daycare, so I could leave and do that. But I I didn't at that time feel like I had time for meditation. And well, I, I did journal back then, but but the one thing I always did is I always went and worked out, and that was my form of meditation. It was my yes. form of taking care of Shauna. So even when my life was pretty harried, I had a pretty good um, uh, self-care intuition about finding time for me to at least have time for me. And usually it was very early in the morning because that was the only time nobody else wanted, right? <laughs> From about, you know, 8 a.m. on till, you know, 10 o'clock at night, there was work, there was kids, there was dinner, there was sports, there was, you know, practices, then there was homework. Always. Then I went back to work, right, <laughs> yes. to finish my stuff. But the morning time was really sacred, and I can't even tell you how many years I got up at 6 o'clock in the morning that was to just go your work. Me time. That was my me time. And that's so like, uh, it has a direct correlation, right? It does. It's like you need to have me time, like you giving yourself time, and that's how more you get into it, then you connect, stay connected to yourself. Yes. And those lead to all the different things that we talked about, yes. like yes. to knowing who you are and what's to give yeah. yourself priority, embrace yourself, and yeah. respect yourself. Yeah, I think that, I think people in general, but women especially, get so many people defining what success for them looks like, right? Yes. You get so much unsolicited input about the kind of mom you should be, the kind of wife you Too should be. Too many roles. Yes, the kind of <laughs> boss you should be, Too many the roles. kind of friend you should be. And if you're not taking the time out for yourself to sort of silent that chatter, you can get really confused about yeah. what you want What's in your, your own identity, life, right? Like, exactly. You get confused, and then your whole family will know. Yeah, exactly. 
exactly. <laughs> because the way we function, right? Yeah. If Mama is not happy, like, yeah. no one's happy. <laughs> but even at work, it's amazing how many people will tell you, you know, what oh, next yeah. job you should have, oh, what no, career yeah. you should have, you know, how you should perform, Performed. what your style should be. I mean, so much unsolicited <laughs> feedback. Yeah. And so to quiet the chatter and go back into yourself really on a daily basis, daily I think basis. is so important. Yeah, I think we need to create a like system for ourselves. Absolutely. Like, so I think those daily habits doesn't matter. Like I recently worked, uh, was working on my health. I went through the health transformation. So I think I learned a lot, little stuff, basic stuff. It was a habits, daily routine. That's only lead to like good success. And you can really, otherwise, like I tried, Many years, I like here dabbling into mm-hmm. the routine. I didn't see the results. Those are sounds very simple, baby stuff, but those works. Yeah. To just find a me time, give priority to yourself that keep you connected. And then even though these bigger world, you know, the world we talk about purpose, mission, these are combination of daily routine Absolutely. and talking to yourself and finding answer from within. Yeah. No, thank you that I really enjoyed our this conversation with you and I can talk another hour. Yeah. Well, we- I'd <laughs> like to yeah, I'd like to say one thing before we get off. Uh, we've talked about the challenge of technology for yes. women in a lot of ways, but I want to be really clear that I loved and love today my, my continuing career in technology. I think it's an amazing, it's amazing place for women and people of color. And we're underrepresented. And I am very concerned that in the last number of years of COVID, women are leaving technology at very high rates. A, a lot because of their responsibilities at home that have been added on them it's during added, COVID. Yes. But you know, technology is the fastest growing, richest paying industry in the world. And women and people of color are underrepresented. And we cannot have technology solutions that fit us if women are not a part of technology creation, right? That's so important. And the second thing is, If women and people of color are not equitably represented in technology, it just means over time the pay gap between women and people of color and men is just going to increase because we're not getting our share of the pie. And so I have a great passion for women in technology. And I believe women can have a wonderful career in technology. And I just want to make it easier for them by being there for them, helping them understand the secret sauce, helping them understand what makes it easier to work in technology. But we really need women in technology. It's important. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like, honestly, it's changed my life. When Since I got into the technology, and I think a lot of time what happened we stop exploring different options, even within technology. Mm-hmm. In technology, again, it goes to the concept. It's very rich industries, and you have a lot of creative roles in this industry. Mm-hmm. We don't have to just to know the complex part. If that aligns with you, it's good. 
If not, there's a many different roles in technology. And again, we really need to dig down to it and we need to align and our strengths. it touches strength. every it's, part of our life. Uh, yes. It changes the world. It's so important that we fully participate in it. Yes, I will encourage the same to at least to uh, like explore, start exploring different mm-hmm. opportunity mm-hmm. in tech, and then, and then you can see where life can take you yeah, from absolutely. there. Absolutely, and the more of us in technology, the more we can change. Change it. the yes, I, I I agree with it. Thank you so much, Shana. Shana, if people want to reach out to you and they want to learn more about it, tell me a little more about your first, I know I heard about your upcoming book, I think yes, you mentioned. I'm working I on, don't know much, yes. I want to hear even first time from you. Yes, I, I, I'm in the editing phase now with my publisher of a book called Grit and Grace, Leading with the Heart Through Crisis. And it's a story of leaders, a lot of them my clients, and how they led with both fortitude and courage and grace and their heart through COVID and led their people to success. And, you know, we heard so many stories in COVID that were not that positive. And I thought, nobody is writing about these leaders who every day just show up to yes. work and do the right thing for their people and for their company. And so I decided last year I wanted to write Congratulations. About that. So, I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah I can't wait to, yeah. you know. Yeah, hopefully get... it'll be out later this summer. I'm very okay. ex- it's my first book, so awesome. I'm very excited no, about congratulations. it. It's taken longer than I thought, <laughs> but I'm excited about it. No, congratulations. Yeah. And also uh Tell me about, I think uh, you're also building your online community or business. Yes, or- yes. So, you know, I've, been, I've had my own consulting company since 2009 when I left corporate and, and doing, you know, doing business consulting. But I've realized, I think COVID really triggered it. I have always just had a passion for women and leaders in technology. And so... Over the last six months, I've been pivoting a lot of my business to women leaders in technology, particularly focusing on 30 to 45 leaders, uh, really my younger self. Younger self, and yes. And, you know, I had a very successful career in technology, and I learned a lot along the way and had a lot of help from a lot of friends along the way. And I think I have a secret sauce, and I would really like, to help women find the joy and the fulfillment in their careers while being their authentic self. And so I'm going to invest more of my time in being that person to help women have the career they want to have. Well, congratulations. And um, I think people can reach out to you through the LinkedIn. Yes, they can. Awesome. Again, thank you so much, Shana, oh, it was for um, yeah, coming to our show and today's episode purpose and passion discovery and I loved our conversation and and thanks everyone um, for listening to today's uh, episode the purpose and passion discovery and if you want to learn more about uh, my services and you can also click the link below and please don't forget to subscribe our channel because that way you won't miss any upcoming episode so and, and as we said like Yes, we are not lost. So just take a pause and reconnect with yourself and start living a meaningful life and share, care, and be rare. Thank you for listening. 
please be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast player. If you ever have questions, visit unstoppablewithease.com or contact us at unstoppablewithease at gmail.com. Yes, we are not lost. We just need to take a pause and reconnect with ourselves to craft the life we want. Share, care, and be rare. <laughs>